Greetings and salutations. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Eric Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business, and we are in for another episode of the hottest sports podcast out there on the open market. This podcast is available on all platforms, so if you want Google, Stitcher, Anchor, Apple, um, it's out there, so shout out to everybody that's listening. Appreciate the love and support. Um, Had a pretty cool, interesting weekend. Um, Happened to be a guest of the Both Sides of Conversations uh, podcast or YouTube channel that they got going on. Um, A whole bunch of prominent people out there in the Bay Area of my hometown of the Bay. So um, shout out to them for having me on to talk a little bit about sports, um, youth sports and volunteering and how those things go hand in hand. Had a lot of prominent different Bay Area leaders that were out there. So shout out to both sides of the conversation again for having me on there. Um, it was a blast and definitely want to run that back with them. So if you ain't checked it out, um, go go check them out. Um, you know, drop off a little cash app, show them a little bit of love and support, you know, as they do so much for the community. Um, this past Mother's Day, they were out there in the Hunters Point area of San Francisco handing out roses to all the, all the beautiful mothers out there. I know they got something lined up for Juneteenth. So if you got a chance, go check them out. Check out the YouTube channel. Hit that follow, like, like, and subscribe, just like you do when you all show me some love. So we do the same for everybody out there. So, yeah, shout out to them. Um, you know, we got we got um, the NBA season that just wrapped up, the regular season, and now we got something called the play-in tournament. Um, it's the second time that they're running it back, and, man, it, it, it looks it looks pretty litty. It looks litty city. I'm not going to lie. So the playoff, the play-in technically starts tomorrow. Well, it's, it's, it ain't no technically. It starts tomorrow. Um, you got Charlotte versus Indiana. Then you also have Washington against Boston, um, which, eh, you know, those are cute. Um, I'm intrigued with more with the Washington and Boston um, game, honestly, just because I feel like Boston's been somewhat of a disappointing, a disappointing, a disappointing to say the least. Um, it, it, it uh, they, they've been a huge disappointment being, being the fact that they had Jason, Jay, Jay, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Um, you have uh, Kemba Walker, who I've, never been really sold upon um who i've always kind of low-key thought that he was I'm not gonna say overrated but i think people sell his stock a little bit too hard for me or uh, they they put his stock stock up a little too high where the guy can, can't even can, can stays consistently on the court um and this this kind of just showed showed again this year so um you know it is what it is and <laughs> we'll see what ends up happening um, but you got you know the eighth, the eighth place, which is the um, which is the Washington Wizards against the Boston Celtics. So I'm um, interested to see how much um, how much of a sense of urgency Boston's planning on playing tomorrow. Um, I expect Boston to win just because I feel like you know Russell Westbrook, even with Bradley Beal with dealing with a hamstring injury, it's going to be a little bit the decks are stacked against a little bit the decks are stacked against them a little bit too much. I know Russell Westbrook has averaged a triple double the season for the fourth time in his career, um, but without a healthy Bradley Beal, I'm not too sure if this is going to be. Um, a, a thing that's going to help them out or not. So um, we'll see what ends up happening. Um, then you also have the throwaway game, in my opinion, Charlotte against Indiana. Um, I guess. Cool. Um, you got <clears throat> you got Charlotte, who is in that 10th place um, against the Pacers, who are in that ninth place. So, I mean, whatever. I, I don't really get uh, chalk. 
Um, I'll probably go with Indiana just because they have Sabonis, who was one of the top five rebounding leaders in, in this year's season. Um, also, you know, I, I feel like they just have a more more complete team. I think Charlotte's a couple of pieces away. I know uh, LaMelo Ball has been playing really, really well outside of the thumb injury that he had, but <clears throat> I think they're a young team. Um, you know, but I, I don't think <laughs> this is just one of those games where it's just like, why? Why Why do we need it? Who cares? <clears throat> outside of those two markets, um, outside of the Charlotte and Indiana market, it's just like, who cares? Um, it, it doesn't matter. Um, I feel like whoever they play, Philadelphia is going to smoke them boys in probably four or five games. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But I think, you know, going back to the Boston and Washington game, you know, it's time to start looking at Danny Ainge a little bit. Um, you know, everyone gives him credit for the fleece deal that he gave oh, almost, geez, almost almost about 10 years ago when he was able to ship off Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett to the Brooklyn Nets and got a whole bunch of picks and was able to get guys like Jason Tatum and um, Jalen Brown. But, you know, I'm looking at him, Brad Stevenson. Um, you know, they, they haven't really been the team to beat. And, you know, with, the, with those type of young studs that you got going on right there, you should be able to prominently get to the Eastern Conference Finals, even possibly get to the Eastern, the NBA Finals. And this year has just been somewhat of a disappointment. So I definitely think that with, you know, even with Jalen Brown being out this year um, for the rest of the season, I should say with the wrist injury, um, I, I think it might be time for a new regime to kind of come in and see if they can talk some noise into these guys. I don't know if, you know, the Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown are huge fans of Brad Stevenson, but I, I I don't know what the what the what the end game is with them. I know the end game with them is supposed to be a championship, but they really haven't been able to come through um, after they shipped off the big three. And it's been almost a little more than ten years, more than ten years since they they won that championship. So uh, it's it's time it's time for a new change. And I think Danny Ainge uh, he needs you know he's 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 somewhat at, at at fault. And 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 it's time for him to take accountability for some of his flaws that he's had. So. Um, they haven't really been um, aggressive in the free agent game. They're able to get let go of Gordon Hayward. The Campbell Walker signing was very iffy. Um, he's, he, you know, when he's on the court, he can play, but it's it's what have you done for me lately to quote Jan and Jackson. And he, you know, he's, he, when he's there, he's there, but you know, the best available, the best availability is, you know, best ability is availability and he ain't been there all the time. So we'll see what ends up happening, how they want to portray or move forward with this. But um I expect Boston to win. I expect Indiana to win in those East to play in games. And then those two will play each other. And I probably will probably pick. I'm going to go with upset and say Indiana might be able to pull an upsetter and get into that seventh seed against Boston. So we'll we'll see what ends up happening. I'm not really vested into those two games. There's really outside of the playing games. There's only one game that I'm really interested in. Really don't care about San Antonio against Memphis. Um, okay, cool. Um, but one thing I did notice yesterday, and I think a lot of people are going to look at me a little crazy. I watched the Golden State Warriors play against the Memphis Grizzlies yesterday. And, I mean, it was a regular season finale. It was a very, very good game. Um, Dylan Brooks did a great job as far as containing Steph Curry. If he doesn't fall out, who's to say Memphis doesn't win that game? Um, Dylan Brooks did the best that he could. But we're looking at Steph Curry, who's not only shooting threes, but he's able to put the ball on the court, put the ball on the floor and drive to the hole. Um, and he's playing like a true point guard as well. I think he had 40 some odd points yesterday and also a couple of boards and a whole bunch of dimes as well. So he's, he's playing a complete game um, and he's going he's going ballistic. But Dylan Brooks, when he was in there, he was able to kind of somewhat contain Steph Curry yesterday. Um, but the words prevail. But 
I, I I was looking at the game. I was watching the game, and one thing that I didn't I don't know how to explain it. Um, I'm looking at John Morant a little bit, and not not in a bad way. Um, I think John Morant is a great, great, great player. Um, but going seven for twenty-one and only having sixteen points in a game that you guys absolutely needed, it's somewhat of a letdown. And I think the thing about me with John Morant is. Um, he needs to slow down. Like, I think he plays a little too recklessly. And, you know, I know that when he, that when he came into the league last year, the, the, the scouts were saying that he was Russell Westbrook 2.0, taking nothing away. I think I see a lot of Russell Westbrook tendencies with him, which is nothing but great tendencies, but he's got to, he's, he's got to slow down. He, he's playing at a hundred miles per hour and he's just got to let the game come to him. Once when he's able to let the game come to him, I think John Morant is going to be a monster in this league. Like, ain't nobody going to be able to stop this dude. But he's got to slow down. Like, there was just a couple of possessions where there were crucial possessions towards the end of the game. Fumbling the ball, jumping out of the gym, not being able to control himself when he's in the air. All of those things are super-duper coachable. But right now, John Morant is just playing a little too out of control for my likings. Um, He's exciting. Um, but he plays, he's just got to learn how to slow down just a tad bit. And I think the Grizzlies may be on to something. Um, but it, it, it all revolves around John Morant. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr. has got to step it up a little bit more. Um, but it, it all revolves around John Morant. And I felt like yesterday the Grizzlies probably could have won that game if John Morant just slowed down just a tad bit. You know, with four turnovers, that ain't going to help you out as a point guard as well. So it, it, it is what it is. But, um, Back on to Steph Curry and, 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 and them playing against LeBron James is probably what the NBA was hoping for in a team like this or in a situation like this where you have the defending champs um, going against the, you know, a team that's literally two years removed from being in the finals five straight years. Um, and and it, 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 this is what they wanted. And, you know, for all the people that live on I-95 on the East, East Coast and the South, I feel sorry for y'all because that's a 10 p.m. Eastern Standard game. East uh, local time game when it's a 7 p.m. local time game for us out here in the West Coast. So um, one benefit about me moving back to the West Coast is that I get to watch this game in its entirety and not where you have to wake up in the middle of the morning or the next morning to figure out what the results were. But nevertheless, <clears throat> this is the game that everyone's looking to enter in, looking interested in. I know yesterday LeBron had somewhat of a tweaked ankle. He retweaked it um, against the Pelicans in their season finale. So you're looking at a gimpy Laker team against a red-hot Warriors team who I believe have won either six or seven in a row, the most they've won in this entire season. So you got these, you got the Warriors who are just hot like hot fire, um, like Dylan. And, and you got a team like the Lakers that have just been gimping, but they've won five in a row themselves too, respectively. So LeBron's coming back. Um, AD looks a little healthy. You know, you got KCP. You got uh, Dennis Schroeder coming back. So it's going to be very, very interesting. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to be surprised if the Warriors are able to pull out a, pull out a win in a one-game one game winner take all. Not going to be surprised if they're able to do so. Um, and then also, I'm not going to be surprised if whoever wins this game and they end up in either the seventh or eighth seed, that they don't beat either Phoenix or Utah. And I'm going to get to that in a couple of seconds um, because I'm not sold on either one of them teams um at all i'm not sold on utah and i'm definitely not sold on phoenix but we'll get there um because we're still talking about this warriors lakers game that's going to take place on wednesday which i cannot wait to watch because it's a one game winner take all winner go home um type of situation and you just don't know what can happen um in 48 minutes and it's literally a game seven you got 
Andrew Wiggins all of a sudden who looks like he's playing as if he's a number one overall draft pick. You got Draymond Green that looked like he done turned the clock back two or three years where he's back in his rare form where he's out here looking like he's almost practically averaging um, a triple-double the last couple of games. You know, he had 14-9-9 last night. And he's looking like the defensive player of the year out here blocking shots, getting key turnovers, being able to set the team up. Um, So, you know, you got Andrew Wiggins that's playing. Jordan Poole, who's been coming off the bench, he's been falling out of control. So you got a couple of things that are that are looking. You know, you got JTA also for the Golden State Warriors. He's looking. He's been putting in really, really good work. Kent Bazemore, who's been inserting into that starting lineup, he's been really, really good. So. I mean, I, I, I gotta, you know, I, I'm, I wouldn't really be surprised if the Warriors pull this off. Um, I, I'm gonna say the Warriors are either gonna pull this off in a squeaker, or the Lakers are gonna just turn it on and just pull a facade, so, or pull the pull pull the hood over our eyes and just hoodwink us and just start getting it together. So, the Warriors either gonna win by a slightest to slight margins, or the Lakers gonna smoke these boys. So it's that's that's my prediction. Um, but the hometown kid, being from the town, I'm definitely gonna roll with the with the Warriors. So. Um, I think, you know, you got two, well, well, two, two, two prominent MVP front front runners. And I'm going to put Russell Westbrook out there because what that brother did this year, um, being able to turn that um, situation with Washington into what they got now is, is something that people shouldn't be looking at. And, you know, there's an argument saying that people should give the MVP to Russ. And I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I kind of low-key agree with that, um, you know. Uh, he, he put four triple doubles, average four triple doubles in, in the season for the fourth time. And the only other person to do it once was Oscar Robinson. He's the NBA all-time triple double leader, um, ever. So that, that, that says something as well. So, you know, people are saying, should he be an MVP? I, I don't see why he can't. I don't see why he shouldn't. Same thing with Steph Curry. If we're talking about the word valuable, what would those two teams win loss ratio look like if neither one of those two were playing? So, um, will it probably go to one of them too? Hard. I I would be surprised if it did, but I think they're going to give it to Jokic out of Denver. If they don't give it to him now, I don't know when else they can give it to him. But, you know, if we're talking about the key word valuable, it's got to be one of those two. Because what those two dudes did to keep their teams afloat this entire season, barring injury and all that other good, all that other bad stuff that happens during, you know, that comes with the game. It's nothing to look to bat an eye at. So um, I, I hope that one of them two win it. It's wishful thinking, but, you know, other stranger things have happened in, in MVP voting. So we'll see. But yeah, going back to the winner of the playing tournament, especially on the West, I feel like the East is going to be very, very chalky. And people who don't know what chalk means, that usually just means you're just going to go against the seeds and you're just pick the higher seed and you're just going to automatically advance them. That's what I feel is going to happen in the East. The West, on the other hand, you got you got a lot of different scenarios that can happen. Um, and I'm going to be I'm keeping it a buck. I have zero respect for the Jazz. And I've been saying that all season long. Um, I've been saying it all season long. I have zero respect for the Jazz. I have zero respect for the well, I have more respect for the Suns than I do the Jazz. But I think the Jazz are just a good feel good story team. Um, I think the Warriors have a winning record against them. I also think the Warriors also have a winning record against the Suns. So if you're talking about the Warriors matching up against the Jazz, they might pull off another uh, a We Believe 2.0 and beat the Jazz in the first round series. Um, I, I really wouldn't put it past that. Um, we'll see how it goes. But you know, people are, you know, people are saying, well, you need to put, we need to put respect on the Jazz name until the Jazz win an actual NBA championship. That's the only time I'm going to actually, you know, believe it until then. I don't believe in these boys, man. I just don't. 
The Suns, they have the only player now on the team that I think got playoff experience is Chris Paul. And the last couple of times he's been in the playoffs, he hasn't panned out too well. So I'm not going to be putting all my stock in Chris Paul and the Suns as well because they have zero playoff experience. And if people want to say last year in the bubble, they went undefeated, okay, but they still didn't make it into the play-in tournament. So it's moot point. So we're looking at a team who had a great regular season, and I feel like Monty Williams, the head coach of the Suns, should be the coach of the year. But again, that's a team that I think if the Lakers are somehow able to squeeze into that seventh seed, they're going to smoke them boys just based off of talent. Even with the LeBron James, that's at 60 to 70 percent. They should beat them boys in five, if not four. Um, So in the Warriors, if they're able to advance, they're probably going to beat the Jazz in six or seven. Um, So I'm not sold on the Jazz because they haven't given me anything that makes me want to be sold on them. Like, yes, Mike Conley's been out. Donovan Mitchell's been out. Rudy Gobert probably will win um, Defensive Player of the Year. Okay, cool. But he's also an offensive liability. All he can do is catch catch, catch lobs. So I'm not sold on the Jazz or the Suns. I expect them. Um, especially if the Lakers go into that two seed, I expect the Jazz, or the Suns to be out in the first round. So don't be surprised that you hear here on you heard it here on the Sports Business Podcast that the Jazz or the Suns, one of them or both of them may be bounced out in the first round, no later than the second round. You heard it here. I'm not going to give you no Charles Barkley uh, guarantee, but you definitely heard it here on this podcast. I have zero faith in them to you two teams because until I see them boys win it, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't gonna do it. <laughs> I ain't gonna do it. But yeah, so, uh, yo, so while we're still talking about the NBA, um, they announced the 2021 NBA Hall of Fame. <sighs> um, yeah, let, let's talk about that. Um, let's talk about that. You got, uh, you got Chris Webber. Ben Wallace, Chris Bosch, and Paul Pierce that will headline the NBA Hall of Fame. <sighs> I'm I hate to be the get off my lawn type of dude, but uh, I'm starting to think that they letting anybody in the Hall of Fame, man. Um, ben Wallace, Ben Wallace, and, and take nothing away from Ben Wallace. Like Ben Wallace was that man. Um, he was a four-time NBA Defensive Player of the Year. Um, he's also a four-time NBA All-Star. He got one ring during the 2004 um, Detroit Pistons. He also earned the NBA All-Defensive Team five times. And yeah, I don't know if that's a resume that's resonating for Hall of Fame. Um, and, you, you know, and he was on a great team. Uh, they should have won maybe two championships. I know they got one off the Lakers, and they went all the way to seven games against the Spurs, but I don't know if he's a Hall of Fame-worthy player. Like, he's really good. He he was really good on one side of the ball, but as far as being on the other side of the ball, I don't remember anything, and it's not like he was a Dennis Rodman where he just wreaked havoc um, on the defensive side of the game. You know, Dennis Rodman could, you know, make people's lives miserable, and Ben Wallace was a, just a defensive force, so I I, I don't know. I, I feel like that's a that's a that's an interesting topic. So to me, what it does do, it does give my favorite player, Draymond Green, a backdoor into the Hall of Fame. Because like, if you look at his uh, resume, it's definitely a lot more stacked than Ben Wallace's. So, you know, it, it, if you're going to let Ben Wallace in, then you definitely got to look at Draymond Green possibly being in. <clears throat> you know, and, and another one, Chris Webber, he's cool. He was a five-time NBA All-Star, um, you know, uh, the Rookie of the Year. He also earned a couple of NBA First Team on uh 
NBA all NBA first team. Um, and then also got second team, but you know, he only led the NBA in rebounds during, uh, uh, one year. Um, he's also a member of the Fab five. So that means that brings a little bit, but I mean, okay, cool. Maybe. Um, all right. Um, then you got Paul Pierce and <laughs> this Joker, man, just been all over the place. And, you know, let's, let's, let's keep it a buck, man. If, if, uh, Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen don't get there, do we consider Paul Pierce even an all-time great Celtic? Um, he just happened to be there for a long time and, you know, him and Antoine Walker, they was out here shimmying and whatnot, but before, before they could, you know, before KG and Ray Allen got there, I mean, Paul Pierce was just a regular dude. So, I mean, we're, we're, I feel like the NBA Hall of Fame committee is legitimately just rewarding longevity. Um, you know, and I guess out of any of the players, um, I would probably say Paul Pierce and Chris Bosh are the most deserving and ain't no telling what would have happened if Chris Bosh, you know, his, his career didn't get cut short. This dude was an 11 time all-star. Um, he won two championships with the Miami heat. Um, so out of the 13 seasons that he played, he was, he was an all-star out of the 11 times. So, um, he was really, really good. Um, it just, he got caught with, um, with, with that blood clot in his, in, in his, I believe it was in his legs or his lungs one or the other that cut his career short, but I mean, Chris Bosh was that dude. I mean, he was really good in Toronto. Um, really, really, he was, he had to play this. He was the third option when he got to Miami, but he played that role really well. So, um, I don't know. I just feel, and I'm not trying to be the get off my lawn type of dude, but I, I, it does start seeing, it does feel like they're just letting anybody in the hall of fame at this point. Um, and I don't know if it's just because I'm starting to see players that I grew up watching that are getting in, but also at the same time, the stick, the, the, the qualifications it went from you had to be retired five years now it's just four years out of the league so um i don't know what what that what that resonates but you know you come off of a, one of the greatest classes where you had kg tim duncan and kobe bryant all getting the hall of fame the same year it's it's tough and i know Dirk and Wixie, he's coming up pretty soon um but you know you're gonna start have to start fishing through some players and it's gonna be there's gonna be some head scratches coming up pretty soon um, I think Dirk is going to be a, a sure shoe-in. Um, are we going to talk about Man, Manu Ginobili being a shoe-in? Um, are we going to look at Tony Parker pretty soon being a shoe-in? So it's going to be some It's going to be some people that we're going to look at like, huh? Um, so, and, I, and I'm going to keep it a buck. Out of the, the, the three, eh, I don't know too much about hockey, so I can't speak on hockey. Out of the football, baseball, um, Hall of Fames, I feel like the NBA is more of the popularity contest. Hall of Fame, and they, they just letting anybody in, so I, I guess um, it, it's cool if I like it, you love it, but you know, we'll see what ends up happening, but um, you know, I hope everyone's enjoying the Sports Business Podcast, available on all platforms, um, you know, it's available, so check it out, check us out on Twitter, Sports Business, S-P-O-R-T-Z, B-I-Z-N-E-S-S, you can also check us out at sportsbusiness.com. And, you know, we about to dip on up out of here. Um, hope y'all, like I said, was enjoying this episode. But we got to end it with the Sports Business Podcast dummy of the day. Uh, the L.A. Clippers, what are y'all doing? Um, you you sat out Paul Pierce, or Paul Pierce, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and basically gave the game away just so you can avoid the Lakers in the first round, possibly. And you rather face the Dallas Mavericks, who you all had to basically win in seven games. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. And it's like I said, I, I think the Clippers are a mentally weak team. Mentally, they ain't got it. They're, they're not they're, they're not a tough team. And, you know, and when it comes to playoff basketball, it's, it's a grind and it's mentally tough. And you're talking about fans coming back to the stadiums. This, 
more than likely this uh, this playoff, so it's going to be more packed and it's going to be more louder. I don't know what that shows, but it's, to me, it shows that they ain't ready to take on anybody at any given time. Some people say it's smart. I think that it would have been a better idea to play the Lakers, especially if they're that hurt and vulnerable right now at this time. But you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna take that risk if possibly you know if the Lakers are able to advance and get far further in the playoffs. Well, if they get further in the playoffs, that means these the, the teams, the Lakers are getting healthier, um, and that means they're winning games. And if they're winning games, they're on a on a on a win momentum like they are right now. You might get swept off the court in the Western Conference Final four zip or four one. You're gonna be out here looking like boo boo foo. So if that's what you want to do, cool. But it doesn't. It does not look good, especially after how you guys poo pooed poo pooed it away against Denver last year after being up three one. So if that's the type of fire y'all want to play with. More power to you. But I don't. I don't know if that's something I would do. But you know, to each his own. But we'll see. But, man, I can't tell you that this is my favorite time of the year. I know that for the second year in a row, we've kind of had to push the playoffs to the right for understandable reasons. Um, I get it. But, you know, it's fans going to be at these games. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So playoff basketball is here. It's my favorite time of the year. Um, and, you know, to the people. And another thing, you know, the CDC just announced that they they, they lift in people who are vaccinated. Um, that they don't have to wear masks indoors or outdoors. Major retailers are telling people, you know, if you're vaccinated, you no longer have to wear a mask. You know, do do what you want to do. Um, do it safely. Um, I'm probably going to be still wearing my mask, even though I'm fully vaccinated, because it's based off the honor system. And one thing I learned about the military integrity check, some of y'all just ain't got it. So um, I'm going to be wearing my mask in public still um, just because I want to protect myself and my family, my loved ones. But for the folks who ain't doing it, just make sure y'all being safe about it. Y'all playing it smart. Because we definitely don't want to run this coronavirus back again. But other than that, man, you listen to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton. Other than that, we about to skedaddle. We're about to watch some playoff basketball. We run this back next week. Y'all take it easy.